is Market Open Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations and insights from leading ASX-listed companies. We welcome our host, Stuart Walters, for another episode, where he'll talk to the individuals behind Australia's top companies of tomorrow. Welcome back to another episode of Market Open Podcast. Today's guest is Justin Brown, Managing Director of Element 25, ASX code E25. Justin Brown has seen a lot of rocks, not just here in Australia, but worldwide as a geologist for over 20 years. He has been involved in the full spectrum of mineral exploration through to mining in a range of commodities. He will be discussing their massive manganese project in Western Australia, as well as their plans to use locally sourced manganese to make high purity critical raw materials for the EV market. Justin, thanks for joining me today on Market Open Podcast. Thanks, Stuart. Nice to be here. Could you share how you got involved with Element 25 and the Butcher Bird Manganese Project in Western Australia, which is the largest onshore manganese resource with over 260 million tonnes? No problem at all. So I started with the company when it founded in 2006. Um, we cycled through various exploration projects before discovering the Butcher Bird deposit in about 2008, 2009. Um, a number of drilling campaigns ensued uh, from that date, and then we, we showed it to be the largest onshore manganese deposit with our uh, resource published in about 2013. And since then, we've been working on the development options for what is ultimately a huge inventory of manganese uh, in the ground in Western Australia. Can you explain why manganese is a crucial component for electrification? Manganese has uh, two uses. The principal use that everyone might be familiar with is its use in steel, but uh, increasingly uh, it's becoming recognized for its, uh, its, its ability to reduce costs and increase the energy density of lithium-ion batteries and electric vehicles. So um, whilst manganese in various forms have been in, in, included in, uh, in battery manufacturing for many decades, it's really the rise of the lithium-ion battery in the electrification of the vehicle fleet that's bringing manganese to its current prominence. Um, and what we expect to see is over the coming years, um, increasing volumes of manganese being used to displace uh, more difficult to source and more expensive raw materials like cobalt and nickel. So it's an exciting time for manganese in batteries. Now, would you take us through the HPMSM EV fuel project and provide us with the latest updates on that project? Yeah, in order to uh, make manganese suitable for a battery uh, feedstock, you need to refine it uh, beyond what it comes out of the ground as. So we extract a manganese concentrate, which is an ore uh, that we then need to process through a refinery to make it suitable for batteries. Um, the way we do that is to uh, leach the manganese into solution and then take it through several proprietary purification steps and then we finally produce a manganese sulfate uh, commonly known as HPMSM which is the raw material that the battery cathode manufacturers need. Um, in our case we're planning to build our first refinery in Louisiana USA. Um, that refinery will produce approximately 65,000 tonnes a year of manganese sulfate uh, for uh, consumption by Stellantis and General Motors who are our two principal offtake partners in that project. Um, in terms of the actual project itself we are hoping to commence construction in the first half of 2024 uh, with a commissioning date scheduled for late 2025 and first deliveries into the market shortly thereafter. Can you provide an overview of the proposed HPMSM facility in the US and an update of where progress is at with this? So that will be a two train facility which will take ore from our butcher bird mine in Western Australia. We'll, t we'll ship it to uh, Louisiana, we'll offload it through existing port infrastructure there and then we'll take it through our proprietary process to refine it to produce the HPMSM that the electric vehicle battery makers need. Um, the first train will commission, uh, as I said, in late 2025. 
Um, we're currently just closing out project financing activities and permitting until our construction to commence in the first half of 2024. So progressing very well indeed. Can you highlight how plans have been validated by offtake and funding deals with two large global automakers, GM and Stellantis? Yeah, so Stellantis uh, joined the project first with a initial offtake and funding transaction that we announced in late, uh, uh, or sorry, early 2023. Um, the That was followed by an announcement from uh, about a deal with General Motors. Um, so between the two of those those deals, we've accounted for about 65% of the offtake volume uh, in terms of selling that to their supply chains. It, the uh, two companies have also contributed a combined 150 million US to the project financing for the construction of the facility in Louisiana. So two very uh, pivotal deals for the project. Now, can you go through the life cycle assessment results and E25's potential to produce the world's lowest carbon HPMSM? Yeah, one of the nice things about the process that we've developed um, is that it uses uh, a lot a uh, lot less reagents, a lot less energy. Um, the nature of the mining at Butcherbird and the nature of the process itself mean that we have uh, industry-leading carbon intensity levels. Um, that's important because part of the reason that the electric, or part of the reason that the vehicle industry is looking to electrify is to reduce carbon intensity. And so it's important that the raw materials that you use in these batteries are also low in carbon intensity. And Butcherbird, combined with our proprietary flow sheet, uh, offers some of the lowest carbon manganese sulfate available globally right now. So it bodes well for decarbonising into the future. And with changes in the battery market, what is affecting battery composition? The main things that battery makers are looking for is secure supply. Uh, they're also looking for a reduction in cost to compete with uh, other competing technologies like IC engines. And they're also looking for geopolitically uh, favourable sourcing of raw materials. So in other words, diversifying the supply chain away from what is uh, gen generally accepted as, a, as an over-dependence on China. Um, and manganese offers the ability to do all of that. So taking Australian manganese from the Butcher Red Mine into a US refining facility and producing high pretty manganese sulfate at large volumes and low cost means that car makers can be confident in the decision to go to battery chemistries, which have increasing levels of manganese. And in doing so, they're able to reduce their dependence on more difficult commodities like cobalt and nickel. And finally, what are Element 25's future plans? So the resource of Butcherbird is massive, as we talked about at the start of the podcast. It's uh, the largest in uh, Australia onshore. Um, it has the ability to supply uh, the car industry for many decades with existing resources. And um, our intention is to build facilities globally uh, in, in areas where battery infrastructure is being built. So that includes the US, obviously, with the Louisiana facility, but it also includes Asia, Japan, Korea, potentially, and also uh, Europe, all of whom are looking to increase their uh, capacity to produce uh, batteries for the electrification of the global vehicle fleet. So and from our perspective, we hope to be a leading supplier into that industry um, with multiple facilities worldwide. Justin, clearly an exciting time ahead for Element 25. Thanks for joining me today on Market Open Podcast and best of luck with the project. We can't wait to hear more updates. Thanks, Stuart. It's exciting times and uh, we look forward to joining again soon to report further updates. That concludes another episode of Market Open Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, LinkedIn, Twitter, rss.com and marketopen.com.au. Until next time, happy investing. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of this material as legal tax, investment, financial or other professional advice.
market open and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent, legal, financial taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Market Open or any third party to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments in this or any jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the security laws of such jurisdiction.